This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, this week I am full of hot dogs. Oh, wow. I, I assume this was uh, the, the the case most weeks. No, you would think so, just yeah. from the looks you, of me. You come, you you come in rubbing your belly and muttering under your breath. Oh, that's too many hot dogs. <laughs> I had two hot dogs for dinner, Tom. Okay, but I put uh, and veggie dogs. Yeah, Tom, the worst goddamn. I'm not look. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention. Thank the God. Yeah, the brand. Mm-hmm. This this brand should be thanking their lucky stars. I'm not saying. <laughs> There's no the only instructions are put this in a bowl of water in the microwave and microwave what? it for a minute. <laughs> no, there are other ways to cook hot dogs. No, I have to follow the prescribed instructions. Well, the... if there's something wrong with their hot dogs, that that's the only way they should be cooked, then you shouldn't buy them. Exactly, I'm yeah. not going to buy them again. Yeah. Um, but you know, I put a lot of condiments on them. They're uh-huh. fine. But uh, don't eat hot dogs for dinner when you're 41 years old. Well, why not? Because it's it's, uncouth, it's, nice, it's it's unbecoming. It's a nice salty treat. <laughs> it leaves you feeling weird when you try <laughs> to record your podcast. Yeah. Well, great. It's good to know that you're uh, that that's the the energy you're bringing into the show this week. How you doing? This week? Uh, I'm good, Tim. I'll, although you know, I'm criticizing your energy. And I should say, you came in hot this week, <laughs> wanting to talk about the topic. <laughs> Way before even the microphones came out. You couldn't wait. Oh, yeah. Normally we have. <laughs> Tom, isn't it weird that like I come here to record once a week mm-hmm. and we just uh, chat for like an hour usually? Yeah, a half hour to an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we should all, we should be saving. Or maybe we're just getting warmed up. I think we're just getting warmed up. And yeah. and. You know, we're we're usually talking about like personal things that we wouldn't want uh, uh, broadcast to the yeah. To the but entire maybe we world. started broadcasting that stuff. People would really start leaning in, yeah. And then word of mouth would spread like wildfire. <laughs> you gotta listen to this podcast. This one guy every week he comes in this other guy's apartment. They ask each other how they're doing. They ask each other how their week. I guess that's how it <laughs> that, that, this you're podcast. describing the show. <laughs> the difference here would be you'd hear the door open in this uh, version, <laughs> and like here you sit down. We could just, we could add that to this with with uh, some tal- talented foley art. Yeah, artists. I mean we have those guys on retainer. <laughs> there is a guy standing two feet away from Tim with two uh, half coconut shells it's in his hand, dying. Just like, when wait. is the horse gonna enter? <laughs> when is this guy gonna say he's on a horse and I could finally do something? Not going to happen. Not on my watch. Uh, Don't they use like saws for something or am I just thinking of music? Yeah, I guess maybe just I think they use it for UFO noises noises and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Why did I say UFOs? (laughs) Let's move along. (laughs) Well, Tim, since you brought up UFOs, I won't talk about a lot of the UFO stuff going on right now. Tim, somebody's gotten to Tim and told him, uh, you better get your, your pal there to uh, shut his yapper about everything. Tom, mm-hmm. I haven't been more excited for a topic in a very long time. Yeah, I I could tell. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, Tom, first of all, mm-hmm. you know I don't want this show 
Yeah. Look, we're very, very thoughtful about this show. Uh-huh. And I don't want this to be us uh, talking about the internet outrage of the week or like, yeah. hey, everybody on Twitter or Blue Sky, where Tom and I both uh, spend most <laughs> of our time, are dunking on this thing right now. Let's, uh-huh. let's jump on. Because by the time it comes out, it's stale. Yeah, everybody's heard about it and like... The everybody, it's like when the, the late night guys are like, we didn't steal the Twitter <laughs> yeah. jokes. It's just that everybody made, everybody in the world made a joke about this. Right. And there's um, only so many jokes that yeah. could be made about this particular situation. Um, but I think they steal them sometimes, right? <laughs> I don't think they steal them, but I think based on how many like people I follow on Twitter that are writers for late night... And how often they seem to be on Twitter. Yeah. I imagine that sometimes, yeah, it's like, oh, they didn't intentionally do it, but they in real, they in remember, like, that wasn't your idea. You saw that. Also, people talk about, like, oh, talk shows are dying and, mm-hmm. like, whatever, linear television's dying. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the monologue, you ever hear an interview with, like, a monologue writer for a late night show? And it's like, Every night, me and the five other monologue writers <laughs> each submit 400 to 600 jokes. Right. And that gets whittled down to four jokes for the monologue. It's like, four jokes that you've heard a hundred times by then already. Yeah, like, <laughs> sometimes they're good jokes, I guess, but, like, we don't need to be putting that much manpower into, like, the first six minutes of a show that, like, less than a million people watch, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's why, like, all those shows are losing money at this point. Yeah, but it just seems like, guys, I mean, if you wanted to have one guy writing 450 jokes a night, (laughs) or just, like, five guys each writing, like, five or six jokes. I mean, or they could... Just read Twitter! It would probably be a lot cheaper for them to just DM people and be like, hey, can we use your tweet? We'll Venmo you a thousand dollars. Yeah. And uh, now you're thinking like Zaslav, Tom. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I've been trying to think a lot more like uh, Hollywood executives that are just gutting <laughs> everything to get to the bomb of the barrel Fire quicker. All the writers. Yeah, and, and, and get... do we actually have to Venmo yeah, them the thousand dollars at the end of the day? You say you're going to, and then they're too nervous to follow up yeah, when what, it doesn't oh, come oh, through. And then they want to get caught up in litigation for yeah. years against one of the most powerful corporations no, I, I in hate the history if we, of the world. If you know this, this it caused us to not have to use your joke anymore mm. I, should, I should run a network Tim I got all these good ideas I think if you were installed as a CEO of a major corporation uh-huh. I think you'd slot in <laughs> like I think you'd get up to speed in a second and really enjoy being the worst person you could be <laughs> well hey any anybody uh, listening out there that's sitting on a board of directors uh, you heard it why not hire me as your CEO He's corruptible. Oh, 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 I'm corrupt. But for like, but for the shareholders, for shareholder value. Yeah. And uh, your own. Yeah, of tape. course my own. But that's, how is that different than any of these guys? Mm. That's why I'd be so good at it. I know. Ta- no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we're here being like, they're despicable. And I think the difference <laughs> between you and me is if tomorrow they said, Tim, we're going to pay you a quarter of a billion dollars to be despicable. You'd be like, I would say, No. <laughs> I'd say yes. Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> we'd all say yes. All right, but I on my first day, I will strangle no more than twenty people. <laughs> that's where that's where I I draw the line. 
You don't. Str- you metaphorically strangle them. No, I'm saying literally. Like quarter oh, yeah. of a billion dollars. I'll I'll watch. You the, think that's what they the want you to do? Drain from somebody's eyes as my hands are wrapped around their throat. Tom, if there was a very bad person that mm-hmm. did bad things, and you know you saw them do it, and they did it because they wanted to, not because <laughs> of anything else, <laughs> uh-huh. how would you? Uh, how much money would it take uh, for you to? Uh, to you know, like uh, I guess, be an executioner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it very much depends on I what the think, bad things were. I don't like. I'm talking about awful things that we can't even talk about. Okay, here. okay, yeah. So, did, like, first class crimes—is that a phrase? Could you take Capital a life crimes. under any circumstances? Uh. Yeah. I don't think I could. I think I could. I'm against the death penalty, but I yeah. think I could do it. Yeah. And that's, again, Tom, I feel like if the city or if the, 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 the feds offered you a lucrative contract to be an executioner, yeah. you'd be like, I'm against the death penalty, but- Right. Yeah. Well, it's just like how all these CEOs are like, I vote Democrat. However, <laughs> I, I give $100 million to this- uh, yeah. Republican because it'll lower our taxes by yeah. uh, half a percent. I don't think the CEOs pretend that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that true. ship has sailed. Uh, but yeah, it depends on the method of execution. Yeah, how, how dirty I have to get my hands. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking about, or maybe I'm thinking about. Um, but if it's like an easy, like uh, like throwing a switch. Yeah, it's like well, what we read about in um, oh the uh, the experiments. Yeah, and books the podcast, this other podcast on mm-hmm. Patreon, where it's like, no, no, not the experiments. Okay. Um, the the um the idea that yeah. somebody had was like, hey, if the president wants to uh, launch a nuke, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, why don't we put the oh, nuclear yeah. codes inside a man's chest? Yeah, so he has to kill somebody. He has to with his murder. Bare hands. He has to cut the guy open with a knife yeah. and murder him. In order to get the nuclear codes, because like mm-hmm. that means that he'll have to take a life, and like, uh, yeah. And I think if I were president, I'd mm-hmm. be like, well, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> well, our pre- our current president wouldn't be able to do that, Tim. <laughs> He'd be easily overpowered by the man with the. Uh, he'd be like, I know I went through with getting the nuclear codes uh, sewn into my chest. But, like, it's going to take too long for this guy to kill me. I'm just going to push him over, get him Mm -hmm. to stop. I mean, also, the guy, like, that would be a fucked up job, right? Being that guy? Yeah, that would have to be your whole job. It shouldn't be like, we're going to sew (laughs) the nuclear codes into your chest. And in the off chance, in the very unlikely case Uh that we want to launch nukes, the president's going to murder you with a knife. Yeah. And they can also be like, and you'll need to do data entry. <laughs> right. Like you gotta come to work and like like your whole job should be that. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, like, you know, you you bring a bring a Game Boy to work, bring a book, whatever. Yeah. You, you, you just sit on the couch in the <laughs> Oval Office and just like do whatever you feel you like. You always have to be within like ten feet of the president, but you can do whatever you want. He, he Would you do you that? Keep, he asks you to keep phone calls to a minimum. <laughs> Would you be that guy for like... No. No, it's like one term. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. 
Um, you probably want to see what the what the doomsday clock is saying at the yeah, time. Yeah, well, but Tim, almost every morning I check the doomsday clock. It's one four year term, mm-hmm. and all you got to do is be near the president. Uh-huh. You know, like you have well, butlers and service. You know, do whatever uh-huh. you want. You bring a book. Um, <laughs> you watch TV. They give you an iPad. Oh, nice. Uh, with like all the streaming services, like they have a a. a for free subscription for everything. Well, I would hope the president does. And then at the end of four years, they're like, here's one year of David Zaslav's pay. Here's a, a quarter <laughs> of a billion dollars. Well, yeah, a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, how invasive would the, uh, the operation to get these put inside? Not of at all. Like, Not at all. Or like standard outpatient. It would be like, uh, be like uh when they do uh, like knee surgery nowadays and they can just kind of like uh, poke endoscopic some things. Yeah, or whatever. endoscopic, that's the word. It would be an endoscopic surgery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be, now, you'd drive I... there in the morning. Uh-huh. Hopefully you get in like early, like 7.30. Yeah. You're home by, by 1 p.m. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, yeah, that's an easy day. Yeah. I get paid for the full day? Tom, this is part of the, four, this is day one of, of the four oh, okay. years. Um, four years, like you're not, Paid out until the end of the four years. Oh, oh but, is that but, taking walking around money? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything's taken care of. You're with okay. the president. The pre- you, you, the president doesn't <laughs> so have I can walking just room. So ask him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to get an ice cream too. Can I borrow ten bucks? Yeah, but it's not even borrowing because yeah. he'd be happy to do it. Because uh, he, he's gonna feel bad because he's like, I probably got to <laughs> murder might, this guy. I might have yeah. to uh, stab you in the chest one day. So the least I could do. Is uh, now would I be? Uh, I have a few more questions. Okay, uh, would I be like famous within the press because of this? Would uh, be? Would I like be in every picture that the president's in? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a good thing? I don't think so. I don't think I'd want to be. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want uh, five hundred people on Twitter making a joke about me, and then uh, the, one of the late night hosts stealing one of those. Yeah, jokes. I don't. I don't think you always need to be within arm's reach of the president. Okay, because it's not like uh, we got to do the nukes. Like with it, like <laughs> it, like you just have to agree to be able to get to him within like a minute. Okay. Uh, what would be after the term is done? Yeah, would they take the codes out of me, or would they just change them and be like, "Look, the the codes inside of you, it's fine." Guess what? It dissolves. Dissolves. Okay. All right. How do they get it to dissolve exactly four years later? What They're, if somebody NASA launches... developed it, Tom? <sighs> yeah, but they sometimes NASA screws up. Sometimes NASA does screw up, and that's yeah. part of the calculation you got to make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tim, you've certainly given me a lot to think about. Uh, what book was that in? Um, I want to say Atomic Habits uh, or something. Was, was that one of the habits you should be in? You know what? <laughs> I feel like Atomic Habits was a book. And we do a podcast on Patreon, Books Podcast, where we read a book. We uh, mm. analyze it. Do we analyze a sure, book? Sure, we analyze. Sure. We, yeah, we dig do. in. But I think... Atomic Habits had like three things it wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, like well, habit- that's some interesting shit we could put in this book as habits well. Habits are good. You should develop a habit. Uh, and like uh, try to do multiple habits. At yeah. Once. And then once you've got one habit, try and get other habits. Yeah. And then it's just like, and now here's some interesting stories. Yeah. Did you know that some guy proposed <laughs> that like the president has to murder a guy with a knife if he yeah. wants to? 
Yeah. And, and that book's been like the number one bestseller for the past five <laughs> years straight. Hey. We should make a book about habits. We should. Make a book about the guy that uh, gets his chest cut open if uh, they want to launch. Tom, a new... this is this could be a good like uh, movie in the in the vein of Dave. Yeah, yeah. Right? They all, you know what? Like uh, the president, like who the president is. I think got. I mean, it's silly to say it got politicized, but it did. And you can't make fun movies like Dave anymore. I right. think because then people are like, "Oh, but what is he? But what does Dave think about this issue?" Mm. And it's like, "Oh, buddy, forget it. We won't make a new Dave." <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Tim, if I'm installed as CEO in these entertainment companies, we're making a new Dave. Yeah, we're gonna make two new Daves. Dave two. Okay. And then a reboot, like a oh. full reboot. Okay. And it'll be named like Steve. <laughs> uh, you when you do or, a reboot, oh no, Dave two, or just be called Dave, <laughs> or, or be called Dave one. Okay, <laughs> good. Uh, but it would have a, a gender swapped uh, lead. Of course, that's what you do with reboots. I mean, most movies have, to have a lady president because we have so many lady presidents. Now. <laughs> uh, Tim. Uh, well, speaking of politics, speaking of world affairs, uh, I don't think you've actually said what we're talking about today. And a lot of listeners of this show, they don't look at the title before they have uh, somebody else in their household start the podcast so they don't know. Yeah, most people are listening to this, I think, in some sort of... Um, Against their will. Yeah, it's some sort of saw situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're chained to a pipe or a radiator right. in a dingy room mm-hmm. with like, uh, you know, like uh, moisture on the walls. <laughs> moisture. You know, like Just the like brown a sweaty walls. room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and through like a loudspeaker, like uh-huh. an old school, like uh, air raid siren. Yeah. Uh, speaker this is piped in that's the primary use of this and then eventually it's revealed to them that uh the person chained up next to them has the key to the handcuff inside their chest exactly and the room's filling up with water Nah, not even that they'll just keep playing the show yeah no no this is this is this is the thing (laughs) that's gonna drive them the other guy's like please do it (laughs) please just take it out of my chest uh, we didn't start the fire, Tom. Yeah, that's a what song we're talking about this written week. by Billy Joel, mm-hmm. performed by Billy Joel. Yeah, improved upon by Fallout oh, Boy. Oh boy, not not Im- We'll get to that. Let's. Well, or should we not get to that? Should we talk about that first? You that's wanna, what's relevant. Let's get this out of. So, uh, yeah. So this is newsworthy. This is mm-hmm. ripped from the headlines. Yeah. Fallout Boy, um, as of this recording, I think it was yesterday, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. This From, week. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let, 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 hold on. Take a step back. Mm-hmm. We Didn't Start the Fires, a song written and published by American musician Billy Joel. The song was released as a single on September 18th, 1989, mm-hmm. um, and later released as part of Joel's album Stormfront on October 17th, 1989. Tom, you like the name of that uh, album a lot, <laughs> no, right? I you, don't like you, you have a shirt for, for that album. <laughs> you Tim, have a, I have a magazine <laughs> subscription. Uh, a list song. It's fast-paced a lyrics. Include brief references to trying, to... trying to make uh, uh, We Didn't Start the Fire sound like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> uh, it includes brief references to 118 significant political, cultural, scientific, 
and sporting events between 1949, uh, the year of uh, Billy Joel's birth, and 1989. In mainly chronological order. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I I never realized that it's, uh, I think maybe I did know that in the past, but forgot it that it's, or just hadn't thought about it, that it's like from his birth onwards. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense, because like, yeah, where do you start otherwise? Right. And also, well, I want to get into the origins of it, but like it pretty much because it was released like right before or as uh, during the fall of the Soviet Union. Right, a very significant event. Basically chronicled the entire Cold War Mm -hmm. from an American perspective, like everything cultural. Well, and also like any good uh, baby boomer, uh, Billy Joel thinks what happened during his life is by far more interesting than anything else that's happened. Tom, do you know the (laughs) origins of this song? No. All right, we'll just jump into it here. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, yeah, we're 20 minutes No, no, but I'm, I keep thinking I'm going to go back to Fallout Boy. Look, well, maybe we'll mix things up. Yeah, hey, this will be like a Tarantino movie. We'll be jumping all around. Uh-huh. Th- um, hey, this doesn't have to be in chronological order. Yeah, I mean, I like that. It's like, this could be a, t- a Tarantino movie as I'm saying that I need to do this in chronological <laughs> order. Um, Okay, this is from, from Wikipedia. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, all right, hold on. So, according to Billy Joel... Uh, why are you telling me to hold on? You're the one reading this something. Is, this is 1989. Uh-huh. He has just turned... When the song comes out. 40 years old. Okay, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm reflecting on my life. Here. Yeah, yeah. Tom, mm-hmm. you think of this probably in the same way that I do. This is late period Joel. Yeah. This is almost like extreme late period Joel. Yeah, yeah. This is second to last album, Billy Joel. Yeah. This is Billy Joel being like an old man reflecting on my life. <laughs> yeah. He's two years younger than you are now. Yeah. Um, but it's also crazy because it's like, I don't know, he was wrong because he's still he's still around. I mean, he's about to- He wasn't to, wrong. Well, not wrong, but- it's just funny to me because he retired like, from making new albums yeah. two years later. But he did retire very early, though. Yeah, I know. No. This is the other thing, and I think this is why turning especially 40, in today's like where musicians keep touring. But this forever. is the thing, Tom. Mm-hmm. They keep touring forever. Yeah. But I think the thing that uh, messed me up about turning forty mm-hmm. is that anybody who like did really cool stuff, which is just, like, people in the arts Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, sports figures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They mostly retire in their early 40s. Yeah. Right? And, like, and that's, like, because they realize their best days are way behind them. (laughs) It's, like, all right, I've I've been... milking this thing for 15 years more than I even should have. Yeah. And I'm still, like... Pretty soon, I'm gonna think of the thing that's gonna define me. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm, I'm gonna uh, figure out what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, to hear that Billy Joel was like, ah, "Time to wind things down. I'm yeah. 40." Um, in a 1989, 40 is different than a 2020. Yeah, I, I think that that's also true. Well, I mean, I've talked on this show before about uh, how, like, I have a distinct memory as a kid of. Uh, uh, a joke on I think SNL 
about the Rolling Stones going on the Steel Wheels tour and it being called the Steel Wheelchairs tour because they were in their like 40s, maybe 50. Yeah. And it was insane that it was like, no, now this is too much. Like we've we've joked about them still touring you know, for the past 10 years, but now th- who wants to see these old decrepit men up on stage? Mm. And this was 30 years ago that they were making these jokes. Uh, so I, th- I think a lot has kind of changed with that idea. But I think certainly in the in the 80s and early 90s, there was this idea of like, once you're 40, nobody wants to hear your music anymore. Right. And by and large, that's true, even with the bands that I like. Oh, yeah. But it, but it doesn't mean you, you have to like stop playing music and stop writing music. No, everybody should do what they want, but I don't have to listen yeah, to it. Yeah. Sometimes I do listen to it. Mm-hmm. Some, and sometimes it's good. Okay. Um, he was hanging out with Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son, uh-huh. who was 21 at the time. Okay. Um. And uh, his friend, mm-hmm. um, George Harrison, <laughs> Sean Lennon's friend, uh, Billy Harrison. <laughs> Actually, uh, George Harrison's son's name is Danny, but it's spelled like I think yeah, D H A. Yes, yeah, or D A N. Well, it wasn't Danny Harrison either. It was just Sean Lennon's friend, probably a guy. Yeah, probably. Probably some hipster hanger on or something. Yeah, probably some some CEO son. Yeah. Uh, he said, it's a terrible time to be 21, to which Billy Joel replied, yeah, I remember when I was 21, I thought it was an awful time, and we had Vietnam, and you know, <laughs> drug problems, and civil rights problems, and everything seemed to be awful. And then Sean, did, did he just like walk over to a piano? Sean Lennon's friend replied, yeah, 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 but it's different for you. You were a kid in the 50s, and everyone knows... That nothing happened in the 50s. Billy Joel retorted, Wait a minute. Didn't you hear of the Korean War or the Suez Canal crisis? <laughs> <laughs> the trouble, the, the yeah. Suez. Um, and then he was just like, Hey, this gives me an idea for a song. And did he ever? He, it sounds like he didn't even remember Sean Lennon's friend's name. I mean, at least the Wikipedia article didn't uh, didn't call it out. I wonder if that guy uh, knew, uh, like, ever knew this story and was kind of like, "Well, I guess he showed me after he saw that video uh, for the first time on MTV." Probably. Yeah. This was a video that got airplay. Oh yeah, I remember it being on kitchen. TV all the time. Yeah, the guy as, burning as his draft card and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was a good video actually. Yeah. I remember it was, it was kind of cool. Like the the time would like the decades were passing as Billy Joel was just singing at a kitchen table, <laughs> pounding on it. Now, Tom, do you mm. think Billy Joel would take offense to someone in twenty twenty three saying it's a Shitty time to be 21. What with, uh, like, this is somebody if they went to college, was all like, you know, probably remote for the first couple of years mm-hmm. because there was a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, there was massive, uh, unrest in the streets where, like, there were curfews imposed on major cities. Um, there's, uh, Horrible global warming and late stage capitalism is like causing inequality to yeah, be worse. No, I, I and think, like, I think Billy Joel now would be like, "Yeah, this is a pretty shitty time to." to or be do you think he's just like, "Nah, man, 
Haven't you ever heard of the Suez Canal <laughs> crisis? You think this is bad? Well, oh boy, I had to live through that crisis in the Suez. Or do you think he's just like, I don't know, man. I live in a $75 million house with a bowling alley in it. And like, yeah. you can't, uh, I can't possibly comment on this. I, no, this I, the, don't, I don't actually, think you know he what? would take himself out of the con- I think he, he's a Long he Islander. Did. He's got an opinion. He took himself out of the conversation, Tom, 30 years ago. Yeah, but he's still got opinions about shit. Yeah, I don't hear him all that often, though. No, I think probably his wife hears him. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> 23 year old wife or whatever i think his only opinion is like yes i would like another bottle of wine yeah. and yes i am going to drive myself home <laughs> um yeah uh that it is funny i mean that's a very boomer thing to do to be like oh i'll write a song about it to show this teenager that my life was harder but yeah. also more interesting. Yeah, because the thing is, like, you know, Billy Joel's right. Like, a lot of crazy shit happened during his life. But it's like, yeah, he, he, he wasn't in Vietnam. <laughs> he was in the Korean War. Like, he, yeah. he was just uh, being the local piano man. Yeah. There was, uh, you know, uh, they put bread in his jar. Yeah. As they sat at the bar. Yeah. And he's like, come on, what am I going to do with this? Put some money in the jar. Every night I've got to take all this bread out. Yeah, he didn't mention it in the song, Tom, and this is this is an oversight. He should have mentioned how back then they called money bread. This week's episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is brought to you by Better Help. Tim, have you ever had a, a time where you were uncertain about where you were going in life or where the right path was? To answer your question, Tom, yes. Well, how did you get through it? Tom, actually, therapy helped. There you go. What a great segue into this ad for BetterHelp, Tim. Oh, wow. Okay. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Uh, Tim, as you just mentioned, uh, you've you've had therapy. I've had therapy. I know lots of people have had therapy. I know surprise. I I'm not surprised anymore. But at the time, very surprised by some of the people I found out who went to therapy because I was like, yeah, they've got everything together. Well, yeah. guess what? That's how they got everything together. Yeah, and it's for everybody. Yeah. Don't yeah, don't you don't have to wait until you're in a, a crisis to uh, to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking about starting therapy, let me offer you this. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Complete Guide. This episode is sponsored by Saqqara. Tom? Yeah. You like eating food, right? I love eating food. Tom, you like taking quizzes, right? I love taking quizzes. Oh, this is great. Are you searching for delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can get delivered but feel lost about where to start? Now listen mm-hmm. to this, Tom. Your All interests, right. they're okay. going to dovetail. 
take Sakara's all-new science-backed nutrition quiz. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Sakara's new easy quiz gets rid of the guesswork. You also hate guesswork, I right, hate Tom? guessing. I like to know. Recommending the Sakara program and products that are ideal for your needs and your schedule. It's actually fun to take. Mm-hmm. You think all quizzes are yeah, well, fun Well, I take, think they're all yeah. fun, yeah. But this one actually, for pe- for regular people, uh-huh. it's also very fun to take. And in just a few minutes, you'll know which of their plant-rich offerings is perfect for you. Tom, yeah. let's take a, just a step back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Yes. Um, that they deliver part these I meals. Knew. And essentials, you mm-hmm. eat them up. They're delicious. We've had them. Yeah. They even give you a, a little sage with them sometimes to cleanse your uh, home. Exactly. Uh, they're science-backed, ready-to-eat meals, deliver results you can see and feel from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. Tom, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't stress this enough. Because yeah. you hear this and you're like, well, you know, it's probably just going to be like, you know, medicine or something, uh-huh. right? Like, <laughs> right. Or like whatever, like, hey, rabbit food. Yeah. No, these meals are no, delicious. Yeah, they are. They are very uh, good. I yeah. like them a lot. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Sakara S A K A R A dot com slash guide to get twenty percent off your first order. Sakara dot com slash guide. So what are you waiting for? So Tom, mm-hmm. musically, yeah, this song nothing special, and Billy Joel will even admit to that. Mm-hmm. He dun, like dun, 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 no, dun. Just, he primarily takes. Uh, Umbridge mm-hmm. with do you take umbrage with something? Yes, you take umbrage with uh, something. The uh usually with a glass of water. <laughs> the uh the verse melody, which is just that's fun. It's like a marching band song. Yeah. I think he's at times he's referred to the song as dog shit. Yeah. But then he's also he's always like quick to be like, Yeah, that song's kind of dog shit. Musically. Melodically it's dog shit. Yeah. But uh, there's some intellectual stuff in the <laughs> lyrics there. Yeah. Um, I then usually think... he doesn't like his lyrics. No. Usually he talks shit about his lyrics. Yeah. Um, he's a man of contradictions. I don't know how... how he's he... a, a man of extremes. Yeah, he And he can't figure out. He doesn't know why he goes to them. Um, I get to, I'll tell you why. It's all that drinking. Uh, this appeared on his Stormfront record, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um Tom, the song Stormfront. Yeah. Backing vocals by Mr. Richard Marks. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I, I knew never that. knew that. I yeah. never I didn't know that till I was doing some research for this yesterday. Huh. Um Was that before uh uh Dickie hit it big or No, eighty nine? No. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Can I ask you something? Uh huh. Is this, is this gonna make sense if I play this on this? We're not gonna insert it, but like Maybe the mic will pick this up. Maybe it'll not. <laughs> what is going on in the beginning of this? Oh, with the like. Yeah, like kind of sounds like it's like a a live crowd, but yeah, not but what really. is that first thing? Is that like a guitar going like? 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably just he thought it sounded cool. It does sound cool. I guess. Maybe he was trying to recreate the uh, the at the beginning of Allentown. I mean, I was going to say, I think he's just a guy that likes having a little sound effects kick uh, off his songs. Tom, Mm -hmm. I'm getting so good at playing Allentown on the piano. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. Maybe you should uh, move to Allentown. Uh, I'm not going to move to Allentown. Uh, Sounds pretty dire there. (laughs) They're closing all the factories It sounds like it was dire there 30 years ago, I can't imagine. Well, it's like now. Um... It's probably nice now. And I just, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention mm-hmm. there's a kid at the bus stop, Brandon. Um, not Joe Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brandon, uh, when uh, a kid I knew oh, when, yeah, yeah. when I was, I was like, seven are you years talking old. talking about today? <laughs> no. Tell me about some kid, <laughs> some kid you talked to at the bus stop. <laughs> no, when I was seven, I talked to this kid. Okay. And uh, you took the bus to school? Yeah. yeah, I knew that. Pink bus. It's crazy. Yeah. All the bus had, buses had colors. Yeah. Um, it was like, and uh, so we yeah, so the kids remember. All the buses had colors, and they put me on the girl bus. <laughs> it was pink bus, and uh, I expected a big, like, I was, like, you mortified. I was, like, be, yeah, because I was, right. like, I'm going to show up to school in a big, like, Barbie bus. And, yeah. like, and hey, it's 1989. And be waiting outside to laugh at yeah. me. Um, no, I just had a p- piece of pink construction paper in the yeah. window. It was a yellow school bus. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, and I would argue these days that wouldn't even be a problem. No. Um, you know, everybody. The, I'm actually kind of surprised that they've back ungendered then. ungendered the colors, which, yeah. is a, which is a good thing, which is a positive thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised back then that they would have had a pink bus just because it's it, it they had to have known like oh yeah. every freaking eight year old boy is gonna be. I think what happened mm-hmm. was they had uh, they had like six buses, six bus routes or whatever, yeah. and they had to have colors, mm-hmm. and they're just like they bought a thing of construction paper, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like, what are the colors yeah. in here? Okay, yeah, like. Um, there's only six colors of paper in here, so we got to use one of those. Yeah. Anyway, just pick out the colors so we can get back to molesting the children. <laughs> uh, Brandon uh, taught everyone at the bus stop uh, his parody version of this. Uh-huh. Uh I didn't fart, you liar. I love that. Uh, such a good version of uh, it. I did you have that at your you bus liar? stop? Oh, he didn't have a bus stop. I didn't oh, have a bus sorry. stop. No. Uh, I, you lived I real went, close to the school. I went you to the school in a, a limousine every day. <laughs> if you had gotten a bus, I'd be like, no, cut this, cut the Reynolds bus out of the budget here. <laughs> I know that I was mad that I didn't get to take a bus to school because that was, you know, something from cartoons. Yeah. And I think my parents weren't thrilled just because they were like, well, I, you know, yeah, we're close to the school, but like I still have to take him there. Right. And, you know, the fact that my drive is like two minutes shorter than like your parents drive would have been. Tom, Mm -hmm. I got news for you. You to the school, to the elementary school, to the grade school. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The grade was comparable to me walking to the bus stop. Yeah. The grade school was like two blocks away from my house. Yeah. Yeah, That was. Yeah. Because I remember you needed your mommy to walk you there. Tom. I was going to say, I remember even as like a pretty little kid walking. You were a pretty little kid. (laughs) Walking to the grade school. (laughs) The teachers talking about it. The teachers. Uh, Walking to the school 
uh, alone when I was like pretty young. Uh. You know, I I think second grade I started going. No, second yeah, second grade I was definitely walking to school and home by myself. Uh, but maybe even younger. Meh, probably not elementary school. Probably grade school. Well. Uh, we'll go into the archives and figure it out. <laughs> there is a crossing guard to help with the big street. And I just want to point out the uh, mm-hmm. when you made a reference to molestation, mm-hmm. it didn't happen in the grade school. It, it happened did. in the high school. Yeah, but I just also you weren't making a tasteless joke about like, hey, this is a, yeah, like this was something that happened. Yeah, it was <laughs> in the school it was district rampant in our yeah, school district. It's, <laughs> it happened. It was rampant. Yeah. Um, it's something and, we're and not happy about. It seems like it about. got more rampant after we left. Yeah, because we weren't there to, you know, keep everybody in line. No, All because the teachers, the, the, the teachers who were doing it when we were there is so obviously that we knew as like you know dumb kids, uh, you know dumb teenagers, like oh these guys are creeps. Uh, when other grown men came to work there. And they realize, oh, these guys are creeps and nobody does anything about it. Maybe I'll become a creep. Yeah. And uh, they kind of like took on a mentor relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. some alternate uh, titles oh. that Billy Joel kicked around for okay. this. I didn't with, fart you liar. With Rolling Stone's uh, Jan Winner. Who? With uh, Rolling Stone magazine? Yeah. Okay. Um. He why was he kicking him around with a magazine writer? Because this guy from Rolling Stone like inserted himself oh, okay. into all fucking music stuff, dancing through the fire, uh huh, and waltzing through the fire, waltzing through the fire. Ugh. Yeah, uh, I mean dancing mm-hmm. through. Yeah, we didn't start the fire. That's it was always burning since the world's been turning. How could how could it have had a different title? Would those lyrics have changed? Um, probably. Or I guess you could say dancing through the fire. Uh, it's always been burning since the world was turning. Yeah. Uh, we didn't start the fire as a good. Even though like the, the song doesn't really allude to that idea. I mean, or is it just like this is all the the messed up stuff that happened in my life. And not, not all of it is. Uh, yeah, some like, of it's good. Yeah, but it's just like. It's not the baby boomer's fault, guys. We we, we didn't do this. Yeah, look at everything that the happened. Thing was all stuff was always fucked up. Yeah, um, and we tried to fight. We tried to fight it. Mm-hmm. We did. Oh, no, they're good. They're good folks. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just looking over some of the lyrics because, like, I've heard the song a million times, but um, I'm trying to see if there's. I mean, there's a lot of stuff even now that I'm like, I don't know what this is. Pan Pan Moon Pan Moon Jam. Pamun John. What's that? Um it's uh it's complicated. <laughs> it's a it's a it, it's kinda like it's a border village in Korea and it was the location of the truth the truce talks oh, between okay. the, the parties of the Korean War. Tom, mm-hmm. you're as bad as Sean Lennon's friend. <laughs> I, I, you didn't know about the Korean War. Tim look, I got I I'll level with you. Uh, cut this part out of the podcast. I'm hoping Billy listens to this episode, and he's so infuriated that he records a new version to supersede the awful yeah. Fallout Boy version. Yeah, I mean, maybe it won't even be about stuff that's happened since 1989 till now. Maybe he'll just take another crack at this. He'll be like, "That wasn't all that happened. Here's some other stuff." 
Do you have affection for this song, Tom? Yes. Do you think it's a good song? Um, That's my reaction <laughs> yeah. to this song and like most of Billy Joel's catalog. Right. It's like I have I think it's affection. an incredibly unique song and a very- if you, It's very unique if you haven't heard It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine, which was released like one or two years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Maybe Billy Joel was like, this is the start of a new genre, list music. I mean, it's it's list song is is a clickable link in in Wikipedia. Oh, I bet that um bare naked ladies song is in there one week. Oh, uh, it, let's see. I mean, that's just fast lyrics. Yeah, but it's like a list. It's like a one list. week, bare naked ladies. <laughs> yep, see, it's a list song. There's way too many list songs. The bad touch. Which is uh, oh, you and me, baby, yeah. the bloodhound yeah. gag, mm-hmm. as it lists many euphem- euphemisms for sexual acts. Yeah, yeah, I'd include it as a list song. Mm. Um, somebody should make a list song about all about this list. Yeah, hold on. Is uh, the only other one that I could think of is what's that? Um, is it a Queens of the Stone Age song mm-hmm. where they like list all the drugs? Oh, yeah, ecstasy again. Is that Feel Good Hit of the Summer? uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I think so. Is that in there? Not in there. Okay. It looks like old Timmy's going to be updating Wikipedia (laughs) today. It's just really- I finally have something to contribute. (laughs) It's really just the the, uh, chorus that does that. And they, they only name like, I don't know, like six different things. It's a list. Yeah, it is a list. A list can be six things, Tom. A last list I checked. Be six things. I mean, sometimes I go you to the supermarket. Gatekeeping super mar- uh, what a list is, Tom? <laughs> sometimes I go to the supermarket, and, I, and my list isn't even that long. Uh. I went there today to get bread and toilet paper. Or not bread and toilet paper. I'm thinking of money. Uh, I went there to get uh, beer and toilet paper. I looked like a real <laughs> guy with a fun night ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm always so self-conscious of what else I'm buying when I'm buying toilet paper, and I shouldn't be. Yeah, I have that, it's too. It's like these people are going to think I'm some sort of sick freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll never believe that stuff comes out of my butt. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah, often I'm I'm buying toilet paper. It's a thing that you, you always need more of. But I'm always so self-conscious if it's like a night that... Uh, like Laura's not around and I have to like fend for myself for dinner and I didn't think about that till like nine o'clock. So yeah. now I'm like, I'll just go get like a, a, a frozen a cuisine and a package of toilet paper <laughs> yeah. and a single roll of toilet paper. Yeah, and it yeah. feels like, come on, man, start shopping ahead a little uh, bit. Um, Tom. <laughs> Boy, did you, did you, did you blow through all your toilet paper and now you think, oh, I should start eating healthier so I'll get a lean cuisine when I get my next roll? <laughs> you think if you eat lean cuisines, you use less toilet paper? I think a guy who blows through a bunch of toilet paper. Also, like, how do they know how quickly? Unless you're going in there, I could see if it's the same cashier yeah. and you're going in and buying a four pack of toilet paper every day. They're like, this guy's <laughs> blowing through. But it, nobody's going to think that, like, because you're buying toilet paper, you must have gone through all of your toilet paper so quickly. Well, let me ask you this, Sam. When you, uh, 
like put toilet paper on the conveyor belt. Do you say the cashier every time? Well, I guess you know what this is for. <laughs> I always just go, it's not for me. <laughs> Fuck it for somebody else. <laughs> uh, um, uh, he was asked, uh-huh. um, Billy Joel was like, yeah. hey, you ever going to do a follow-up to this song? Mm-hmm. No, I'll let Fallout Boy do it. Said so, no, I wrote one song already, and I don't think it was really that good to begin with. <laughs> That's Melodically. What <laughs> That's what he says about everything he's ever done. I know. He's kinda cool in that way. That like <sighs> No You know like a... you know it's like bluster, but like you know he does like have a, like he's arrogant and narcissistic yeah. as anybody mm-hmm. would be in his position. But like he still does think that he's kind of bullshit yeah but i think he has that kind of long island thing where like he'll say that all day but if anyone around him was ever like that song was all right he'd be like fuck you (laughs) fly off the handle yeah um he also uh somebody asked or you know he was asked at one point i guess somebody asked him this Mm -hmm, if it was meant to be a chronicle of the cold war yeah he said it was just my luck that the Soviet Union decided to close down shop right after I put the song out. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I lucked into it. And like that made a nice he, little he symmetry. He didn't claim here. that he had anything to do with yeah. it. Maybe he did. He did. I mean, he did that concert in Russia where he was screaming at uh, yeah. at the guy. Well, you know why he was screaming at yeah, the guy. Yeah, because they were like uh, shining lights on people to like take him out. Yeah, or not even to take. He was just like, he was afraid that like people mm-hmm. would be marked for like, yeah, whatever. You were an enemy of the state. Yeah, because you're enjoying you like American Billy rock Joel and roll. Too much. Yeah, because that's the, <laughs> that was pretty edgy in the Soviet oh, man, Union. Imagine getting sent to the fucking gulag because you were dancing too much at a oh, Billy Joel concert. <laughs> Billy Joel, yeah. Stormfront, pretty good. You know album, he's though. not gonna help. He's not gonna, uh, you know, send his helicopter to go get you out of the gulag, drop you off at his uh, uh, yard in Sag Harbor. Um, I mean, he would if he could. I don't think Billy Joel's as bad of a guy as you think, as as you claim he is. No, I, th- I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's he's not gonna go out of his way to uh, uh, save a political prisoner. What? <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe he will. We, we got to follow up, find out if any of those uh, people are still in the gulag. Yeah. And then also I'm reminded, like, every time there's a, you know, I'm like, hey, Billy Joel's a good guy. He's salt mm-hmm. of the earth. He, like, he would be <laughs> he blue collar if he didn't have. Room. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, either that or, like, the, he announced uh, that he's ending his res- residency yeah. at Madison Square Garden. And he's up there with freaking James Dolan, like, yeah. hey, and thank you to this man, the greatest man on earth. It's like, just, just yeah. fail I thought you were going to say, like, I, he's ending his run because uh, everything's too woke now. <laughs> but I don't think, I think if, I haven't heard him speak on the subject. No. But I think, like, he'd be like, he'd be very uh, Long Island about it, where he'd be like, uh, well, I think he'd have a progressive take on it uh-huh. with a Long Island twist to yeah, it, where yeah. it'd be like, hey, it's none of my business what, what these freaks want to do with their lives. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, just and, don't shove it in my face. Yeah. Do whatever you want. But like, I'm fully supportive of it, but whoo, there's some wackadoos <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that would definitely be his uh, attitude. Yeah. Um, 
but like it's better that like <laughs> I'd hesitate to call him an ally on any on right, any issue. Right, but he's not like a hateful man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he'll just fuck off to his mansion yeah. and uh, ride his chopper around. Yeah, I do think he's the kind of guy that like uh, I think he does appreciate art and artists. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, look, he's the piano man. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. Uh, He's the uptown girl herself. No, that was his uh, his ex-wife. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Everybody, the beauty and the beast. That's what they said. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. They called him the beast? I mean, he wasn't a great looking man. No, but, but I mean, she was like at the time, you know, the most beautiful for the woman in America. Time? Yeah, for the longest time. She was. She, she had a long reign as like, a, you know, an incredibly beautiful woman. Back in the day when uh, you know you could just sell posters, and that was that was uh, of a lady, yeah, and that was a lucrative business. Yeah, I maintain mm-hmm. Christy Brinkley still looks fabulous today. She, she does; she looks great. Where the last time I saw her, which was yeah. on uh, Parks and Rec, I, episode. Billy Joel doesn't look bad either. He lost uh, uh, a lot of weight recently. Did he? I watched a 60 Minutes Australia. <laughs> Man, um, I get a lot of those videos on YouTube, too. Why yeah, is that? Interview. I don't know. But they uh, it was from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But they started doing a story on Billy Joel pre-pandemic. Yeah. And then they had to pause it because oh, the okay. pandemic. And, and it was Australia. Back, he had lost weight. So yeah. they were like, and then, well, now we have to address this. Yeah, really. And like the whole thing turned into like, him talking about his weight loss journey. <laughs> uh, like, what, what, what's his secret? What'd he do? Um, I think he just, uh, his doctor told him he should lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he realized he wasn't uh, a young man anymore yeah. and should listen to his doctor. And I think the whole thing was like, he was trying to make it this thing of like, hey, I was the angry young man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know now that I'm song? the wise old man. But, uh, you know, I was always thumbing my my uh, my uh, face, thumbing my nose, thumbing my nose yeah. at authority. Yeah. But now, in my old age, I realize I can't be that angry young man anymore. It'll it, literally kill me. It was. It's very funny. I mean, that's one of the funny things about Billy Joel to me is that like Billy Joel really sees himself as like a true punk. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I was always, yeah, giving the finger to authority. And uh, it's like, yeah, but I don't know. Authority wasn't really doing anything to you. <laughs> okay. So when this song came out, mm-hmm. yeah, like nobody was ever like, oh, we're oh, we we're burning all the Billy Joel records. They're too sexual. <laughs> He's, yeah. Uh, when you when you play him backwards, you hear messages from the devil. He was like, he was a guy in the '80s putting out fucking doo-wop albums. <laughs> That's true. I really wish that if if I could remove one chapter from the Billy Joel discovery, <laughs> it would be it would be that because that makes him seem. Way lamer than he actually is. He's got some. But that's what I'm saying when he talks about like thumbing his nose at authority. Yeah, yeah. It's like authorities over there snapping their fingers, like, "Hey, we love this song." <laughs> it's like a bar- barbershop quartet. All this great. Fuck you, pig. It's like, no, no, we love it, Billy. <laughs> uh, in 1990, Tom, mm-hmm. they sent out four forty thousand 
audio cassettes to okay. schools. Oh, wow. Um, it had, uh, we didn't start the fire on mm-hmm. it, but preceding it, before, it had a 10-minute lecture from Billy Joel. Oh, wow. About the importance of history. Huh. Which is like, I'm sure I that's online see, somewhere. I'd like to listen I to was, that. I searched oh, and searched and searched Oh, you can find it? Really? It. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the name of it? Uh, whatever. And it's, it's, it's like, just bullshit, like, uh. History is a living thing. If we didn't learn from, if we don't learn from the mistakes of history, we're doomed to repeat them. But like, I could see that being like right. forty seconds of an intro that we did. <laughs> what is he talking about for uh, ten the, minutes? The other nine minutes are him like complaining about the guy who's got the slip next to him at the dock, <laughs> and the dock master not doing anything about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he was upset that like the guy at the bakery, like the the like didn't let him skip the line, even though yeah. it was Billy Joel. Yeah, I go I go there all the time. He knows who I am. He knows my face. And I wouldn't mind. I can wait like a normal person, but like, and I like it. But like, uh, I love all my fans. But like, I'm getting bothered all the time. People want a picture. People want an yeah. autograph. Oh, I'm just trying to out. get a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. I you know I got I got a, I got a sauce on. Jar. <laughs> Uh, Tim, I feel like we haven't talked enough about the fallout. All right, diversion. let's let's uh, uh, let's let's transition over to the the fallout. Okay, I, I have the lyrics in front of me. Do you, or do you know it all from? So what? What the story here is that Fallout Boy. They made it like an event the yeah. day before. They were like tomorrow at ten a.m. Eastern, one p.m. Pacific, mm-hmm. like 8 a.m. Uh, London, like we yeah. are going to release mm-hmm. the version of Billy Joel's We yeah, Didn't Start it's the called Fire. Like, we Didn't Start the Fire 89 to 23. Yeah. It's like nobody asked for this. I, Tom, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I don't know one Fallout Boy song. I've never heard a Fallout Boy song. You've this heard is- that. Where we're going in and show you where we're going That's them? Again. I think so, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, Do they also sing the the Pete Buttigieg song? Um, what was that song? The again? High Hope song. Yeah, I think Boy? so. Yeah, maybe. Um, they're also like a weird band because they they've got like oh no, that's Panic at the Disco. Oh, okay. They, like which Same I difference. thought was Fallout, <laughs> like yeah. it's now it now occurs to me that those are two different bands. Um. But they, and maybe they don't do the song I just sang either, but. That's uh, uh, Sugar, We're Going Down. Yeah. But a weird band because they, like, Pete Weiss, is that his? Uh, yeah, Pete that's Wentz. Wentz. Pete Wentz. Um, All I know is that he showed his wiener on the internet one time. Did he? I think. Okay. <laughs> I think I can't be sure. <laughs> uh, there's a guy named Patrick Stump. Oh, <laughs> he plays. The drums, I assume? No, he's the singer. Oh, okay. I have pictured him sitting on a stump playing the drums. Uh, but, uh, Pete. <laughs> you think Trevor's sitting on stumps? I think Patrick Stump does. Uh, maybe that's how he got the name. Uh, I his thought maybe actual it was name like is a... Patrick Stumpf. Oh, okay. S T U M P H. But he, he excised the H to yeah. be more rock and roll. Uh, 
Probably just because every time he somebody asked him his name, he had to be like Stump, but then with an F. Yeah, and he got yeah. sick of doing that. That's not rock and roll. That's just uh, common yeah. sense. Uh, I was gonna say Fall Out Boy's a weird band because Pete Wentz is like the most uh, known member, and he's not the singer. He's the is, bassist. Yeah, which is always unusual. That's what happened with uh, Interpol, wasn't there? Uh, what is his name? Carlos G. Yeah, the bassist. Yeah, yeah, he left the band. I don't know if he came back or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he became like an artist, but like the only guy I knew mm-hmm. from Interpol was uh, was that guy. Yeah, I mean, I think more people and probably then there was know a guy in the band that than went, Anthony Kiedis. Good band. So the. The thing that I think really stinks about this is there's a bunch of things, but the big one is that they uh, that they're like, oh, we should do this when I'm sure if you look on YouTube, there's like hundreds of people that have had this idea. Those are ukulele versions. It's just not that great of an idea to begin with. And then it's not executed well. Right. Carlos and, D. Carlos D, not G. Uh, I also, think, I spent way too long on the actual Interpol uh, the, Wikipedia. The, and yeah, I was like, international where is this guy's police. name? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go well, on. What's all this garbage about Carmen San Diego? I'm trying to find out this basis name. Uh, yeah. My primary problem with the with the lyrics to this new version is that they are not chronological and Billy Joel's is not always chronological, but it's like close. It's like year by year. Pretty yeah. Chronological. So it's like, I yeah, remember this in the happened, liner notes of like, Stormfront in the lyrics. Uh huh. It did have oh, really? everything of, of cited? the year. Okay. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And I was so like, it's yeah. like, yeah, this happened the month before the next thing I'm going to mention, yeah. But or a month mm. after the next thing, but and like, he said it's kind of like a Tarantino movie in that way. He said that. Yeah, that's and what did Quentin Tarantino think of that at the time? He was probably like in uh, high he, school he or was, working was, at that video store. He, yeah, he was writing True Romance. Yeah, and he uh, was probably like, oh wow, all right, Billy Joel, inspiring. Uh, never put any of his music in his movies, no. to the best of my knowledge, though. Not that I'm aware of either. Uh, but yeah, the fact that the Fallout Boy version is not chronological. I feel like they missed the whole fucking point, which they is did. which is it's impressive that he found a way to rhyme all these things still in order. If you were going to just pick out of the fucking ether anything that's happened in the last 34 years and make it rhyme in any order, yeah, uh, anyone could do not anyone, but most people could do that. Yeah, and Honestly, Tom, maybe Billy Joel. <laughs> well, I, I was corrected myself because I didn't think about people in comas. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't write lyrics. Tom. And you shouldn't ask that of them. You shouldn't expect that. I think Billy Joel might be behind this Fallout Boy thing. I think he hears people like us talking shit about we didn't start the fire, and not melodically. He he, he understands <laughs> that right. melodically is not great. Uh-huh. Um, but. Um, I was always like, that song's kind of cheesy, and like, and then I was just like, actually, that's like the Fallout Boy version made me reflect on the Billy Joel version, be like, 
It's actually pretty impressive that he was able to do this. Yeah. That not even uh, Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump could uh, <laughs> could could pull off a similar feat. I'm just looking at some of these lyrics. Uh, Let's go. Let's do it. The you know what? The other thing is when it's like super recent history, mm-hmm. and like there's like a section where it's like black people who were killed by police officers Mm -hmm. yeah it's like and they're like hey let's make a verse of all those names and it's like guys are you guys the ones to be doing this (laughs) yeah well but it's not even that because i'm looking at this one example megan markle george floyd burj khalifa metroid metroid guys also Metroid came out in 88 and that's what you're going to rhyme with George Floyd. George Floyd. Like, also, it's like, this is very, a lot of this stuff is very charged and very recent. Yeah. You got to be careful how you, you present things. It's right. like, what rhymes with George Floyd? Metroid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Metroid's cool. I, I think that's one of the other big differences is that uh, because they, uh, you know, uh, JFK blown away what else do I have to say? Mm-hmm. But it's like at that time that it happened 20 years, 26 27 years. years ago, yeah, or 26 years, yeah. Um, but here he has, they have uh, Shinzo Abe blown away. And it's mm-hmm. like, that just happened. And also, did you guys know who Shinzo Abe was? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what else I'm looking at? Oh, I thought there was a line about... Uh, they have Keaton Batman. I thought there was something Keaton 89 or Batman 89. And it's like, but nobody called it Batman 89 back then. Well, you made up a thing that wasn't in the song and got mad about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to dig fair. Fallout Boy for that one. <laughs> uh, Fermi Paradox, Venus and Serena. Fermi Paradox. Uh, why? That's Okay. What's the Fermi paradox? The Fermi then? paradox is the the uh, paradox of if there's so many if, if there's so many planets out there, so many galaxies, and there has to be intelligent life. How come we haven't been contacted by any of that? Oh, okay, and it's this. Uh, I think it's like a, a astrophysicist uh, Fermi that right. came up with it, and it's like yeah, it's a, but it's like I don't really, I didn't realize that that is even something that came about in the last forty years. I, it's not. It's certainly not. You don't think so? No. Um, I mean, it could be. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and then, I mean, the biggest cringe part of this, World Trade Second Plane, what else do I have to say? Also, plane and say? Yeah. Blown away, what else do I have to say? Yeah, away, say. They Hmm. rhyme. Plane and say doesn't... And And also, second plane, like... The first plane also was <laughs> caused a lot of problems. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if you uh, uh, kept paying attention to what happened to the the first tower after it got hit, but I think that's the other thing that and and I read something from them where they they kind of defended that by being like, "Well, we were trying to think of like what's our generation's JFK," and and they're a hundred percent right that those are very equivalent American events that happen, mm. but it's like, but you didn't have that attention to detail about the rest of the, the song and, and like also the that attention part to detail. Yeah. <laughs> and 
didn't it come like at the beginning of a, or did it come at the end of a? Verse? No, it, it's at the it's at the very end. Okay. It's where JFK blown away okay. would be. Uh, and he didn't mention the rock and roller cola wars, which continued beyond we're, 1989. We're fighting them. I know, and it, they're remiss not to not to not to mention it. Also, that for a band named for a Simpsons character, yeah, 1989, freaking one of the most influential television shows of uh, the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. Debuted The Simpsons, and you're not going to mention The Simpsons. And you know who else they don't mention? What? O.J. Simpson. Yeah, they don't mention O.J. Simpson. I'm looking. I don't think they mention uh, Ukraine. Maybe they don't mention COVID. You don't mention COVID. Like, yeah, sure. Billy Joel like didn't hit everything, but he hit the big ones. <laughs> and like. Yeah, the thing that if made us all stay inside for a year didn't make the list. Yeah, if you think forty years from now, uh, COVID and what's going on in Ukraine right now aren't going to be huge. COVID more than Ukraine, think- hopefully, uh, will will be the the bigger. You know, more more people died. It was a global thing. But I mean, Ukraine, it's like... I like that you've suddenly gotten yourself tied up in this thing about uh, well, having I'm, to defend. I don't want to say that like what's happening in Ukraine isn't I, important. I know, Tom. Can but we I, just say for shame, Fallout Boy, to put Tom in this, shame. In this, Look, in this no, position? Look, now I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> Unbelievable. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can find all our social media links and whatnot there, our subreddit, our Discord. They're great times. Check out our uh, uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash complete guide. You can find uh, episodes of Books of Podcasts. This week, we're wrapping up the novelization of... Uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in I Hollywood. Say One Tree Hill. <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino, and you're thinking, oh, but he, you, he, uh, but who wrote the book? He wrote the book too, you knucklehead. Patreon.com slash complete. Listen, God. you idiot. Now go over there and pay us five dollars a month <laughs> to listen to us. Uh, you get all the back episodes of uh, books of podcasts and uh, and a whole lot more. Patreon.com slash complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter. Instagram and as Tim alluded to earlier, Blue Sky at Tom Reynolds. Yeah, only follow me on Blue Sky at your pal Tim. Wow, Tim only wants the coastal elites to follow him. That's true. Um, Tom, this is the rare episode where we were mostly on topic the whole time, <laughs> yeah. and I still feel like we got nowhere. <laughs> I know. I still we whole- didn't we didn't get into. Any of the Billy Joel lyrics. <laughs> nope. And Except we got for into Tommy like John. four lines from the uh, yeah. uh, Fallout Boy version. Maybe we should just pivot to making this a, a, a We Didn't Start the Fire podcast. There, we'll never run out of things to talk about. There is a We Didn't Start the Fire podcast oh, out yeah? there. And um, it's a good... I've actually heard this numerous people like talk about starting this. It just goes through like, this. history. It just goes like every episode is the next. Oh, okay, thing. yeah. Um, cool. I've never listened to it. I'm sure there's probably more than one that actually do that. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. I I have started watching uh, White House Plumbers on HBO. You know about this show? Yeah, with uh, Woody Boyd <laughs> from Cheers, Harrelson, <laughs> uh, and uh, Justin Thoreau. 
Uh, and you know what? Mm. Cheers didn't make either Billy Joel or yeah. Fallout Boy, and it, it premiered. Yeah, exactly. The premiere of Cheers. Premiere of Cheers. Finale of Cheers. <laughs> finale of Cheers and Fallout Boy. Yeah. Um, would have. That would have given Fallout Boy a free line there that they could have put in. But uh, yeah, I started watching White House Plumbers. And it's one of those things where like, I feel like, you know, when we were kids, there was still so many people talking about Watergate. And it's like, I still don't really know what, well, like, ex- I know like the broad strokes, but I don't know the whole thing. About Watergate? Yeah. Really? I mean, I know. Haven't like, you seen All the President's Men? No, I haven't seen All oh, the President's Men. Oh, it's a good movie. Men. You should. Um but watching uh, watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, like it's interesting to see history sometimes. <laughs> I could do one of these uh, intros for one of these tapes they sent to school. <laughs> Your whole life would have been different if they sent us that 10-minute Billy Joel lecture. <laughs> Man, uh, we, would, we probably would have brought it up on this show every episode. Hey, remember that time <laughs> in school they just played a tape from Billy Joel talking to us? God, I wish we were at a fucking Long Island school. Where yeah, they get they get yeah, lost in the mail. Where were they sending these things? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? I'm sure all of our teachers would have been. They would have had a fucking assembly yeah. to play this for us. I do remember, like this song was a big deal, and not just yeah. with Brandon at the bus stop. <laughs> right, it went way beyond that. Like, now, now this Joe Brandon you're talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah, it was Joe Brandon. All right, we'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast.